Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB podcast here from AusBiz. It is October the 31st. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rodder, fresh from the Gold Coast. Carl, yeah, good weekend uh, away. Mate, I haven't been to Queensland in years. I haven't seen a proper sunny day in a very long time either. And it was lovely. We had a nice event with some friends of the show, FX Evolution, had a couple of other friends of the show get uh, as guests uh, with uh, with the, the conference that we're at. And um, yeah, it was a lot of hard work, but also good just to sit in the sun and take in the um, you know glorious uh, all the glory that Queensland has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, I tell you another thing that was looking pretty lovely today was the uh, the local market mm. up by one point. Uh, 1% for the X2C, 1.15% for the XJO, 6% for the month, uh, largest increase since March. Uh, happy days. Yes, Question is, though, can it be repeated in November? What's, uh, what's your assessment on that one? Well, given the fact that we've rallied on this whole step-down rhetoric, and that's the new new thing, I think we should start it. Um, you know, Unlike Gretchen Wiener, Fetch didn't work. We're going to make step-down work in financial markets, and it's obviously a Mean Girls reference there. Um, but, you know, that's really what set this off as well as what this commentary that we had a couple of weeks ago from Mary Daly about the need to potentially slow the pace of rate hikes. There's your catalyst. We're going to get the Fed telling us on Thursday whether that's justified or not. I find it very difficult to imagine that with inflation at the levels that it's at, that they're going to run any risk of stoking things by saying that they're going to take their put off, put off the pedal, pedal, even hint of it. So my gut sense is that, uh, no, this is a sucker's rally, but, um, hey, I'm a sucker, so what do I know? <laughs> I noticed that Nick Timiros, the uh, Wall Street Journal journalist, really kicked these things off uh, on Friday two weeks back. I uh, was out with an article today saying that uh, persistent strength uh, in the U.S. consumer spending may force the Fed to go and keep rates higher for longer. But funny how the market didn't rally with that one. Uh, <laughs> didn't didn't go with that one. Just ignored it. So yeah, the narrative uh, no changes are breathtaking at the moment. Uh, it is around month end as well. I wrote about that in the newsletter today. So just be careful not to go and read too much into some of the uh, moves we see in the equity markets in particular around this point of the month. Uh, certainly uh, what looks fantastic one day can look absolutely terrible the next. And there's absolutely no change in the underneath fundamentals behind it. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my two cents there. Looking across the other broader market today, I've got to say that when I first started going to think about doing the newsletter to where it ended up, some of the individual names were just breathtakingly large swings in the last hour of trade. But uh, all things being equal, it was really consumer discretionary and tech. Some of those more longer duration, more expensive valuation uh, sectors that really outperformed today. Also, REITs and financials had a pretty decent time of it as well, as did healthcare, all up in the vicinity of 1.5% plus. Yeah, absolutely. And really, it was only those um, energy materials names that were, were, were lagging a bit. Not helped by that um, PMI data out of China. It tells us what we already know, but things are slowing down there. Things are still very, very sluggish. 
not good, obviously, for uh, our miners and you know rubbing to the uh, rubbing salt in the wounds, I suppose, and, and perhaps related to that too is iron ore prices below eighty bucks. Yeah, they're really struggling at the moment, but that didn't really have too much of an impact on the iron ore majors today. We know that it did on Friday, of course, but mm. look at the market map. Uh, BHP and Rio down smalls. Fortescue a little bit more at this stage. We're up earlier in the session, which I found very, very surprising, but uh, that data did come through, and that did go and lead to a bit of weakness coming through in that area of the market. But there's some pretty big moves at the individual level, particularly when you went further down outside the 200. Nitro, uh, takeover target. Got fresh, uh, lobbed a fresh bid as well by another party, a KKR uh, linked uh, no backer, uh, up 18.4%. So that's pretty decent in itself. Temple and Webster up 10.7% uh, on no news as well. That's an interesting one in itself. Also, Lark Distilling, uh, those of the whiskey fans out there, I can see it was up 9.5% after releasing its quarterly update. At the other end of the spectrum, we had EML Payments. Uh, that PFS acquisition in Europe must be, uh, you know, going back in time, haunting shareholders because uh, coming out again today, you know, uh, we're providing a lower guidance, talking about you know, not being able to onboard new customers in that particular division. It's uh, all looking pretty messy there for the once far larger EML Payments. Yeah, buy now, pay later is just, uh, well, I mean, if... You hadn't heard that the bubble burst a little while ago and email still looking very, very ugly. I'll tell you another stock that had a pretty uh, terrible day was Bubs. I know it got a lot of attention earlier this year, of course, US President Joe Biden, uh, Biden I should say, uh, mentioning the name of the company specifically uh, at one point and uh, led to a huge surge in expectations about what the uh, no entrance into the US market might mean for that particular company. Well, it was out today. And uh, the market, uh, that bar was certainly set high because looking at its performance, uh, down 13.8%. So not living up to the hype, at least not yet. It is early days in that particular uh, venture into that key US market. So we thought, you know, probably the opportunity to go and make Bubs our stock of the day. So I sat down with Francesco De Stratus and also Gareth Sodi to go and get their views as to whether it's worthwhile to continue milking it with Bubs. Take a listen. Yeah, the numbers or look not. pretty good. The numbers look pretty good. I didn't go through it in a lot of detail, Kosh. Right. It's not a stock I follow closely, but I agree. The headlines looked all right, but the expectations were really high. Yeah. I mean, when they got this deal for the American distribution, the share price went up a long way. Expectations were raised. From what I could see, a lot of their market share gains came from Australia, and yeah. um, and I'm not sure how well they did in the US. The Chinese market went backwards, as expected, a yes. long way, yep. and I think that's happening across the board. Classic example of that: the, 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 the stock price got out of hand, um, and people have just been selling into the into the facts, and that's what we're seeing today as well. Yeah. That you know, well, really, how much are we selling into the US when the growth's coming out of Australia? Um, I'm not sure how it's priced as far as valuation goes from a PE point of view, but I don't think it I don't think it's profitable as yet. So, right. you know, pick a number. I say. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, look, I'd I'd stay away. Avoid from view. Yeah. Okay. And there we have it, uh, not going into the portfolio or being considered for the portfolio, which of course will be rejigged. It's the start of a new month, uh, no tomorrow. So that will be interesting to see how the investment committee goes and handles uh, what we're seeing over the course of, uh, of October, which has been pretty solid gains, at least at the headline level. Uh, any good chats that you had today, Kyle, in the, uh, in the afternoon slot? Um, I suppose, well, I had a really good chat with Claude Walker at the end of the day. He discussed how one should distinguish a good quality software stock from a bad quality software stock so for those out there who are invested in the tech space will like to make their uh, bread and butter in the 
tech space there's one for you the other great conversation of course i've always got that macro bias mark todd came on at 345 just discuss what the expectations are ahead of the rba and the fed as well you know we've already discussed the fed but we do have the rba meeting tomorrow that cpi print raise questions whether we are truly different from the rest of the world i know you've been speaking about that a lot recently scuddy he's saying that there's a pretty good chance that they do go 50 my wild and largely hair-brained opinion forecast is they go 40. They go back 40. They take us to 3%. They say that we are slowing down, uh, but they can uh, tighten a little bit more than they would have otherwise uh, had they gone 25 basis points. That's uh, that's that's my wild wild guess for the Monday. Yeah, I think they'll go 25. I think it's a face-saving exercise. If they had that access to the inflation report beforehand, I dare say they would have done 50 We'll get another 25 in December, and then we'll see what happens over uh, the summer break when they go and rejoin uh, in, uh, in February. That will probably be the determinant of what that data set in between uh, starts to show that we'll go and see what happens. And then, of course, what the Federal Reserve decides to do as well. I think oh, by that stage, we'll definitely go and see the step down, as we're going to go and call it here at Osby, is not the pivot as other people refer to, from the Federal Reserve. Uh, look, I had a good chat today with uh, Mary Manning from Affinity Investment Management uh, on The Global View. Always great to get a stock picker's uh, idea about how they're seeing the world at the moment. Uh, certainly some pretty good ideas, including in the European industrial space. Uh, the energy crisis, at least for the time being, looks to have been averted when it comes to gas. And uh, yeah, she came up with a couple of uh, really decent names and household names that everyone would know about. It's worthwhile taking a listen. So, yeah, make sure you go and tune into the other Global View. It's on the website right now. Also, Philip Pepe from Sean Partners out with three small cap stocks to go and buy. I'm not going to go and give the names. Uh, one of them is a pretty decent retailer uh, managing to defy a lot of the doom and gloom that we're seeing recently. Also, Henry Jennings, uh, I was talking to him. We've heard about the SPAC evolution, of course, Kyle. Uh, that was really in full swing back in the late 2020 <laughs> and 2021. Came down with an yeah. absolute thud, and uh, a lot of the other uh, companies that the SPACs were purchasing, right at the highs, mind you, as well, were not that crash hot. And uh, yeah, it's been a rough ride, but uh, the back. Uh, SPACs are back. Also, I can't. The SPACs are back the and they're, uh, they're trawling the Aussie market for bargains, which is uh, interesting in itself. And uh, lithium play, European lithium, is, uh, is one that's been uh, looked at at the moment. Looks like it's going to be uh, taken over. Also, uh, there's one that uh, makes uh, high-end uh, you know, spec uh, rims for, uh, for cars, including Ferraris as well, I think uh, was uh, one of the names as well. So that is interesting in itself. They just dropped at the end of the, uh, their, their press release as well. They did a quarterly update and said, oh, by the way, we're going to go and be <laughs> merged with some SPAC, uh, which I found uh, incredible. But uh, it's only shares absolutely rocketing up, but still nowhere near the levels being implied by uh, the, uh, the valuations of these companies. So obviously a few people are concerned that they're not actually going to go through at this point. But uh, needless to say, yeah, the SPACs, haven't gone anywhere. There might not be as many around nowadays, but uh, certainly still out there trawling these markets for uh, potential acquisition opportunities. There you go. Uh, well, we'll see. Maybe that's a <laughs> maybe that's a positive signal. I don't know. Blank check companies go for yeah. life if that's your thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a rough ride. <laughs> if you look at the ETF that you could go and track with the SPACs. What is Chamath yeah, up uh, to anyway? Down heavily. Working on his legs. What was that? Sorry. What's Chamath up to anyway? Working on his legs. 
Oh, who knows? Yeah. Well, he needs to, given that uh, viral footage that went around on Twitter a couple of years back. Viral. Uh, anyway, we digress <laughs> at, the, at this stage. Look, it's going to be a massive day tomorrow. We've talked about the RBA. We've got the retail sales report out here locally today and housing finance. Uh, also, some pretty solid business credit growth coming through as well. Uh, so, yeah, everything's looking pretty okay for the, uh, for the, the Australian economy here and now. But interesting to see how the RBA frames it when they go and deliver their uh, statement at 2.30 p.m. That's, of course, just about... Uh, half an hour before the horses are scheduled to go and jump in Flemington as well for the Melbourne Cup. So it's going to be a, probably a pretty disrupted, whippy session to go and kick off the other uh, new month of November. What do you reckon, Carl? We're going to uh, wrap it up there and uh, we'll go and do it all again tomorrow. Amen, mate. Have a good one. You too, mate. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.